0: Jenny Tara Lovejoy Real Estate. Today, I'm here with Danielle Wheeler. She is in our marketing department and we're gonna to talk today about how to buy your first home and kind of the story and the struggles that you went through um, because congratulations, Danielle. you just recently bought your first house. Yes,
1: I did. Uh, I'm Danielle. I am 31 years old. I'm a single mom and I've lived in the Portland area my basically my entire life. And
0: I am a homeowner now. So when we, first interviewed, I don't know if you remember this, but you said one of your goals about like getting a new job and growing when you're in, in your marketing was to buy a house. Like that was one yeah. of the reasons you wanted to do it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was the entire reason why I wanted to switch up what I was doing and I wanted to grow and achieve my goals and that was my number one goal. Did you know it was achievable?
0: Like, did you know, like if you've known for a long time, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a homeowner really soon or did it feel not very achievable? No,
1: I thought that I needed to have a spouse to be able to buy a house and I didn't really think that I would be able to like buy (laughs) a house on my own unless I was making crazy money. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that it was achievable for me.
0: Did you know I bought my first house when Charles and I just started dating?
1: No.
0: And we, like, maybe I've been dating like three months or so. So, like, long enough that you're, go- you know, like, maybe it's got some potential, right? And I remember him saying, like, nope, you shouldn't buy the house. Like, we don't know where we're going, what we're doing. And I'm like, no, nope. I'm gonna buy this house, like, on my own. And I remember thinking, like, it's the last time I'll probably make a decision that, like, only, like, I'm the only decision maker. Cause, like, yeah. for your condo, like, was whatever you wanted, right? Yeah. Like you didn't have to make anybody else happy. Like yeah. it had to be what Tucker needed, like as far as like bedrooms, right? But, but it's whatever you wanted. You got to buy yeah. exactly what you wanted.
1: Yeah. So I got to decide where I wanted to live, and you know what I was gonna be able to handle financially, and mm-hmm. the projects that I was gonna have to do on my own, and if I could do them, and yeah, so it's awesome.
0: So it wasn't a fixer per se, but it definitely needed like some cosmetic updating.
1: Yeah. It had good bones. And that's what I said when I first walked in. I was like, yeah, it needs a lot of cleaning, some Mm -hmm. paint, the windows need to be open because it stunk so (laughs) bad, but I could see the potential and I could see me putting just a little bit of elbow grease in and making it worth more when I was done.
0: Totally. Investment, right? It's an investment. Yeah. And it's an investment to launch you through ownership, yeah. like that's the magical secret there. So, so what, how much cash did, like how much cash out of pocket did it cost you?
1: So it ended up being a little over $8,000. Okay. Um, and I think that I had said up to like 10,000 was what I had to put down. And- So we
0: had the seller contribute to closing costs, yes. right? So yes. Yeah. we financed in those closing costs by having the seller pay them. Yes. So that helped with your cash to close. Yeah. Um, you had FHA instead of conventional. Um, that got you a little lower interest rate. It also gave you um, a little more flexibility around the lending part of it, but it also made our process a lot more challenging. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you were looking at condos Yeah. and there aren't very many FHA approved condos no. as we learned really fast, right? Like yes. you had the choice of like one or one or one, Yeah. I think, right? Yeah. In the area you wanted. to live. In the area
1: that I wanted to live. And then, I mean, that that was the only one. So if if I didn't get this one, I was kind of like, it's going to be the same thing, just somewhere else, maybe in a while.
0: And it's easier. Like that's why if we can go conventional with the lower price point, it's easier. But for you, all the stars aligned, the FHA worked really well. What would you have like, now you're in and you did it. What would you have done differently before? Like, did you make any mistakes before that like would have been easier had you done things differently? So I definitely made a few mistakes.
1: One big one, which it ended up being fine in the end, but was buying my first brand new car, Mm -hmm. which threw off my debt to income ratio and really kind of made it so I wasn't able to afford
0: more. If you would have kept the old car longer and not had the new car payment, got the house and then bought the car. Yes. You would have qualified for more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one being just, I thought that I needed to work a lot harder and longer on getting my credit score up. I didn't have a bad credit score, but it wasn't great. And I thought that I would get a lower interest rate
0: if you if were worked harder to get it. Yeah. And you would have probably, but it's a return on investment, right? Like how much longer is it worth waiting another year or two years or three years yeah. to then just get a little better package? Yeah. Um, that is the advantage of conventional though. Like if you have a better credit score, you can go conventional. And so that would have, for a condo buyer, that would have been a little better. But you were able to get what you wanted without having to wait, right? And not having to wait for prices to go up and up even higher. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And interest rates. Right.
0: Yeah. Because what did you lock in at? 5.5. Yeah. And so they're higher today. Well, you no, know, they're going to come back down, right? But, but they're higher today. I know they went back up a couple days ago. So, like, they're pretty, being pretty volatile right now. How does what you're paying on a monthly basis compare to what you would have to pay in rent? Uh, it's cheaper.
1: Even after the HOA fees. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing is I needed a new place to live. And it was between renting and paying more in rent than I would buying. Yeah. I mean, the only big difference is just not having that cushion of extra cash. Yeah. But that extra cash probably would have gotten spent if I wouldn't have put it towards my new right. home.
0: Right, It's that investment now, right? Yeah. And um, you're spending your weekends painting cabinetry and doing things, right? Yes. So what kind of projects have you been doing? So we've repainted the
1: cabinets, or the top ones at least. It's kind of a slow process.
0: Painting cabinetry is actually hard. It
1: is a lot of work and it's, um, I'm lucky to have my mom and family to help me with these projects. Um, I've painted the bathroom, I've painted the bedrooms, which has made a huge improvement. Um, The next thing that I'm really trying to figure out is what big investment I should do next. Um, There's a few different projects, like I don't have laundry, Mm -hmm. and that is a huge pain in the butt to not have laundry in my unit.
0: Yep. And and you're lucky because that complex allows you to put laundry in your unit if you want to, right? So some of the units in there in that complex do already have it done. Have you seen any yet? Like, have you gone into any of that people have it? I haven't habit?
1: seen them in. I haven't seen the inside. I've seen pictures of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I haven't seen the inside of any. Yeah,
0: that is definitely something. Depending on how much it costs, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. your return is what you need. Depending on how expensive it costs to do it, but having laundry in the unit will make it much more resaleable right? Because people who buy a condo want to not like they want to graduate out of that apartment feeling where like you go do your laundry somewhere else. Yes. So having laundry in the unit, if you possibly can. Is a huge thing for resale. Yeah. Like people ask me all the time, like, should I redo my kitchen? And I'm like, well, how much is it gonna cost you to redo your kitchen? Because putting new, like, inexpensive quartz countertops on it might have an ROI, but maybe you could also get that same ROI by doing something else. Yes. It's that about- was actually
1: another question I had for you okay. is doing the countertops, butcher block,
0: quartz, just what like is it painting,
1: right now? Um, just like a laminate.
0: Yeah. So, butcher block is super cheap and people could do it themselves. So, that's a really nice option. It's not as durable so if you were going to have it as a rental i would never have you do a butcher block okay. but if you're being careful because it's your home and you're taking yeah. care of it the ikea butcher block is a really good option um quartz is the best option for resale but you have to be careful because like your market is going to be another first-time home buyer yeah right yeah it's not like it's just it's a basic condo like it's yes. a great property great location in sherwood but you don't want to overbuild it either yeah i have a friend who bought a condo in Monoma Village and. Like she's one of my dearest, dearest friends. And the condo is perfect for her. It's just, she's single now because her husband passed away. Her youngest child just went to college. So it's just like her Portland base. Mm -hmm. And when she bought it, I'm like, you can't overbuild this, like don't do it. And she called me a couple weeks later. She's like, I'm overbuilding it, Jenny. Like, I know you are, like, I totally knew she was. And that's okay because she's doing it for her, right? And she understands that when I go to sell it for her at some point in the future, when Portland no longer needs to be central for her, I'm not going to get her return what it is now it's yes. spectacular and i can't wait for her to have me over so i can like share it with the world of like what she did to this like really basic like kind of boring condo she's making it like this into this like magical bohemian like masterpiece like it's gonna be fabulous but she's overbuilding it okay in her position because of where she is in her financial path but you're something like, you want to make sure you're maximizing your return right because yes. this isn't your forever home this you're is gonna,
1: not my forever home. you're
0: gonna yeah. launch into something yeah. else at some point right um so then it sometimes is like okay yes you do courts but you don't do Fancy quartz from the fancy like stone place, you do the cheap Chinese quartz. Like, and so it's like, we want quartz, we want to check the box, you have quartz. Yeah. But we don't need to have it be as thick. We don't have to be as fancy. It's man made. It's not like all the things, right? Yeah. So that's one of the fun things on my side as being the resource around like, hey, yeah, you should do that, but here's where you go to get it cheapest, right? Because I love that. Like, Wayfair, bargain shopping, like that stuff's really fun. And you can do things that look really fancy on a much lower budget.
1: Yeah. So would you say, I mean, I've been looking at different like faucets, just upgrading a faucet Magical. and looking at Home Depot, you know, they're a few hundred dollars. But then looking on Amazon, 50, 40, 50, depending on what you get. And they've got a lot of good reviews. Yes. I mean, that's
0: it. All you look at the reviews. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to pay more for the installation. So, like, sometimes the lights that are cheaper come in, like, a thousand parts. Yes. So, like, it's going to take you forever to figure it out and put it together. Experience but once you figure it. it out and put it together, yeah. then it's fine, right? It,
1: or not put it together. Or it's not put yeah. it together. That yeah. was, you, yeah. you didn't one, win that just, contest? Just one. I mean, you know, it's on my list, but I'm like, this looks
0: <laughs> pretty tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the balance, right? So sometimes it's worth spending some more money. A lot of times it's not. Like A lot of times just things like... Like heat registers, like the heat, heat duct registers. I, I think you have baseboard heat in yours. Uh,
1: they are cadet heaters. Yes. Yeah. So that's
0: like that. Yeah. Sometimes just like spray painting those covers, brighten them up, make it. You make sure you paint it with a, um, a high heat spray paint. But you can refresh those covers and make it look way better yeah. versus buying a new cover. Yeah. Like sometimes there's like ways we can cheat a little bit that way. Yes. And just make it like it's fancier. Yes. Um, things like trading out the hinges and the hardware on your doors mm-hmm. will really dress it up even if you don't buy new doors. Yes. Yours, like, when you bought it, you got a deal because it was dirty. Yeah. And, like, they just should have cleaned it. Yeah.
1: If like, they would have cleaned it. It would have made a
0: huge yes. difference because it was just, like, gross. And nobody wants, like, other people's dirt is way grosser than your own dirt. Oh. So, like, when you walk in and it's dirty with somebody else's dirt. Yeah. But they just had it as a rental. And so yeah. the renter moved out. They didn't clean it. They didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know why their agent didn't tell them to do things. Like, maybe they did and they didn't listen. Who knows? But it just was gross. Yeah. So... Kitchen updates are always good. So you're focusing on kitchen. You're focusing on bathrooms. Yes. And then you're focusing on maybe adding laundry, which would be a huge benefit. And, yes. And on that kind of thing, if you can do it now and then enjoy it, it doesn't yeah. matter if I don't get you 100% of the value back because you're enjoying it, yeah. right? That
1: would be That's like a benefit. life. Yeah. Just life hacking. I mean... Not having to take my laundry somewhere else. That would bring me joy. It's kind of an adult thing, right? (laughs) Like we were talking about adulting in the office
0: yesterday. And that's one of the things of like just having laundry running whenever you don't have like, oh, it's over and I don't have to go get it. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my next question would be, you know, I have the cadet heaters. Yep. Doing something for um, air conditioning. I only have two windows and a sliding glass door. Yep. So having that, I, you know, I have a portable one, an air conditioner, but
0: what are my options for if the HOA allows it, the options, putting a mini split in, um, I don't know the cost on those. I haven't priced them out lately. They used to be $2,500, but everything costs more. So now I'm going to probably like $4,000. I don't know. Okay. Um, and that gives you more efficient heat and gives you the air conditioning. I bet your unit stays pretty cool because it's kind of a lower level one. Yes. Like, did it get really hot? Were you in there enough that you. But now it's getting pretty cold. Mm -hmm. And the
1: Cadet heater is not, I mean, it's okay, but I'm wondering what, you know, is it really cost efficient? I mean, it's not cost
0: efficient. I mean, it's the least efficient. Yeah. But you have to balance. If it costs you $4,000 to put a heat pump in, you can be not efficient on your heat for a pretty long time to do that. yes. So it might be worth getting a bid. You're going to get a little bit more resale having more efficient heat. You're back though to like, who's your target buyer? Yeah. Well, your target buyer is going to way prefer having laundry in the unit than being able to say, hey, my
1: heating yeah. is
0: efficient. That's yes. not going to be as important to them, right? Yeah. So that's part of what you balance. It also comes down to like, how long are you going to be there? Because if it's a one-year plan or a two-year plan, you make different decisions. Then if it's no, it's a five-year plan. Yeah. Right, And we don't always know, but if, you could, if we can, as best as we can, figure out, okay, this is what we think. This yeah. is what we think it's going to look like. That makes it a little better. Yes.
1: So when I go, when I'm ready to either decide if I want to use it as a rental or buy something else, how much money do I need to have down? Am I able to do an FHA loan again?
0: That's a good question. Can you have more than one FHA loan at a time? You can definitely do an FHA loan again. I don't think you can have two at the same time. I think you'd have to refinance out of that. Obviously, there's a lender question. Yeah. FHA loans, I mean, obviously, they've been around forever. And I've been doing this a long time. But we've been ignoring FHA loans for like five years because the market was so competitive that a buyer with an FHA loan couldn't get their offer accepted. So we were pushing everybody into conventional. Well, now, as the market softened a little bit, I can get an offer accepted with an FHA loan. You have to really need a reason to do an FHA loan though, because your mortgage insurance on an FHA loan never goes away. And on conventional, it falls apart, falls off. So you're making more of a commitment on that FHA side. You might need, like if you wanted to keep it as a rental, you might choose to refinance it into conventional, lose the mortgage insurance, because by then you'll have some equity, and then go do a new FHA loan. Or by then, if your credit score is a little higher, then you might look at doing a three or five or 10% down conventional, right? Because conventional, we can do 3% down minimum. Okay. FHA is 3.5%, but conventional goes 3, 5, 10, kind of 15, but we kind of skip 15 and then up to 20. And once you have 20% down, if you have more than that, it doesn't make much difference. The ideal is to get to 20% because then you don't have mortgage insurance. People think that there's lots of myths around, oh, I have to have 20% down to buy. And that's not true. I mean, as you saw, like you did it with $8,000, like you're a homeowner with $8,000. And people spend $8,000 on like a sofa, right? Like, I mean, that's not. It's not that much money, all things considered. Even though, of course, like as you're signing that check and writing it over, it's like it's my entire life savings. Like, what do you mean it's not much? But, but overall, big picture, it really isn't much in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah.
1: So, what other expenses do you think that I should budget for in the future? Like, how long do dishwashers last? And, you know, what other things have I not thought about that? This is
0: where, like, on a monthly basis, it's cheaper. (laughs) than yes. renting yeah but in reality it's I'm more like, expensive oh my
1: gosh i have to have money like what if my dishwasher breaks yes.
0: yeah you wash your dishes yeah right i mean yeah. it's a balance there um dishwasher's about a thousand dollars like i don't know 700 to 1200 so in that range not a big thing yeah water yeah. heaters around 12 to 1400 dollars. so that's a thing um and i need that a new yeah. water heater
1: no I need to have like, I have to have heated water.
0: (laughs) Oh, you have to have heated water. Yes, yes, (laughs) Yes, you do have to have heated water. Hot water is important. (laughs) More important than a dishwasher. Yes, But like that's also sometimes when you're like, you just watch sales, right? And it's like, okay, hey, I got this money, I did this. That's a good deal on something. My dishwasher's really old. I just, I'm gonna proactively do it, right? Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm not gonna proactively fix it, but I'm gonna put that money in that account. Right? Maybe that's 50 bucks a month, hundred bucks a month that you're just like home maintenance account, home maintenance account, home maintenance account. Cause things do break and die and crash and like things happen, right? Yeah. You're lucky cause your HOA does take care of a lot of those kinds of bigger expenses. Yes. But like, are your windows and, and door covered by your HOA or is those the individual owner's responsibility? You know, it's walls
1: in, so I'm not sure if-
0: Look, when you go home, look around the complex and look and see if everyone windows are exactly the same. They're not. Then they're the homeowner's responsibility. Okay. That's how you know, because okay. in HOA, when they do it, they would replace all of them at the same time, so like upgrading your windows might be a good choice, because they're aluminum, right? Yes, I think I so. I think they're aluminum. So like you might choose to do that. now, lucky when you only have two windows, <laughs> yeah, and a yeah. door, like yeah, not the, not that much, right? yeah And windows are funny because windows you can do one window at a time, that so is like nice. you don't have to like say I'm going to replace all my windows, like even when Charles and I remodeled, we did most of our windows. I felt like we did a lot of them, but at the end of their model we were out of money. And so we're like, oh, well, we're just going to leave this whole section of the house with the old windows. And then this year we did it. And I told the window guy, there's not very many, don't worry. And he's like, you have 27 that's need to be replaced. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have a lot of <laughs> windows. Okay. That's still a lot. But it was nice because we didn't do it five years ago when we did the floor model. We then this time went in and we just like, we just finished. Now we have all new windows. And most people were like, you didn't like, they already thought we had, like they just assumed they were all new, but They weren't. They were crappy. They were aluminum windows that had fogging and sealing. And it's just not as nice. So, um, but I think you do need some household fund, right? And you can even put that, you know, from an adulting perspective, you have a little bigger emergency fund. Like they say a thousand dollars emergency fund until you pay off your debt. And then three to six months. Well, maybe as a homeowner, you're like, I really want to have six months because I just want to know that I'm Okay. In yeah. case that happens. But you've been learning by sweat equity, right? Like yeah, you've been YouTubing things and watching and how do I do it? And what is it, like what does that cost? And how am I gonna make it prettier? Yeah. And in real estate, especially at that price point, a lot of it's just about making it pretty. Like clean, shiny. I can move right into it. I could buy it and rent it. I love holding property and renting it. I don't love holding condos and renting them. So it'll be, that'll be, that will play into that decision. Yeah. Because when you hold it long-term, if the HOA has problems and there's an assessment or anything like that that happens, that could take any profitability you had as a landlord, as an investor, and make it not worth it. Yeah. So I don't personally tend to love condos as long-term holds for rentals, but it might be a couple of years. It might not, well, you know, you get yeah. a value at that point yeah. and you might say, no, I want to sell it, get the equity out of it, and then have more money down to be able to buy the next thing. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Because that's my only concern is just the, you know, it is a really old, complex. And the HOA does go up. um, It's going up like $25 this next year. And it increases every year. That's part of the... And if they don't
0: have enough money to do repairs, sometimes there is assessments. Yes.
1: So my next question for you Mm -hmm. would be, I've got this ugly light fixture in my kitchen and my bathroom remember. and it's so ugly
0: the fluorescent that drops down right yes. like that's like it's a drop down ceiling yeah. with the fluorescent light bulbs
1: do i leave it no. or do i i mean no. but and then uh, you know it's such an old building then i'm worried about asbestos and so what do i do
0: yeah i mean of course you can leave it right if you're updating anything that you can do to make it so that when i walk in i don't think oh this was built in 1982 Right. Yeah. And like that was a style that was popular for like half a minute and then nobody ever did it again. Right. Now at some point we're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, 2000, you know, 2022, we all did LED lights. Like everything's LED. Like it'll all, all that stuff comes through. But if you think about it in a way that is as neutral and vanilla as you can be, that's going to be better for value. So sometimes we do things just because it's fun and we want to do it for ourselves. Great. No problem. Like your pink backsplash. Yes. Right. Okay. Super cute. Yes. When we go to sell it, I'll make you paint it again. Yeah. Oh, I totally, totally okay, will. right? I totally will. That's an easy thing for you to do yourself. Yes. Other things investment-wise, if you can do things that are in a way that are just very timeless and classic, it will last longer, right? Because I don't you don't want to remodel something in a way that's like, "Hey, that was so 2022." Yeah. Now, sometimes I play on that trend. Like sometimes if we're doing like a flip, sometimes I'll be like, "Okay, we're doing lots of brass." And brass is really popular right now. People like it's back from the 80s, it's back popular, it's a little different of a brass, but sometimes it's okay to be a little trendy, but you have to think about what that is. But, but things like the light fixture, if you could remove it, it would really take your property to the next level, right? Yeah. That's though when it gets into a little more expensive. You need a contractor, you need to talk to somebody, maybe that's Ricky, yeah. um, about, hey, what would it take? Because it is, there probably is asbestos because it's popcorn ceilings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So probably that's asbestos. But I can tell you how to like, you take a sample out of the closet somewhere where it's not going to be noticeable. You take it to a lab in um, John's Landing. You can get it tested. Then you know if it is asbestos or it's not asbestos. If it is asbestos, you can actually, as a homeowner, mitigate that yourself if you want to. And you have to like double bag it. It's a whole process. You have to wear a respirator. You have to take it to the dump in Hillsboro. But like Charles and I always mitigate our own asbestos. Oh. So you can. I
1: know someone who could walk me through we it. could walk you
0: through it okay you can google it
1: okay <laughs> um, but i
0: mean but is there some risk there yeah like you wouldn't want to have tucker around yeah right like there's some risk there um just like you might not know this but when ryan was little he tested really high for lead poisoning like so high when he was one years old that the county gave a free lead inspection for us and like this dude came out to our house and it wasn't this house it was a previous house and the guy walked in the door and he's like I don't know why I'm here. This is not where I usually am. Like he was the guy who usually looks like these crappy horrible apartments and these kids have lead poisoning. But our child had really extreme lead poisoning and it's because we'd had him we think. We never knew for exact exactly, but they didn't really find any lead in our house. Like little tiny bits of stuff in the paint outside on the ground, but not enough that would have caused a 1-year-old to have such a reaction. Yeah. But we were doing a remodel, a flip in Irvington. And we'd had him there. Not, I wouldn't say a lot, but like on a Sunday morning, we'd like walk over there with the stroller and then like carry him around as we were checking on the project and lead is heavy and lead sits in the air. So as we were demolishing this building and remodeling and like, it was like to the guts remodel, there was lead just floating around. And because he was a baby, he was extra sensitive to it. So you have to be smart about it. And like that for me was a really hard lesson, right? Like I poisoned my child. Thankfully, like he's okay. He's fine. He's fine. We we not like he's totally fine. There's no like long-term effects of it. But you have to think about that stuff, right? But you can, as a homeowner, do things like that yourself as long as you do it right and as long as you follow proper safety protocol. And maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I have a kid. I don't want to worry about it. I'm going to hire a company. This is important to me. We're going to do it right. Right? Like there's a balance there of what you do as a homeowner. Like some things it's worth doing on the cheap and some things it's just like, I can't, I can't do that. Or your time is more valuable putting it in at work or doing something else. Then like trying to figure that part out, right? But yes, anything you can do to like step that up, usually what happens is people remove that whole area and they put in can lights. That's usually what happens. But you're right. You have an HOA and you have to make sure you ask permission, right? And that the HOA approves things. Yes. Um, And each HOA is a little bit different on what they need to approve, but. So why did you think you couldn't buy a house? Like what, like you said at the beginning, you didn't know that you could. Why? I think a big thing was
1: just growing up. My mom has been a renter for, I mean, 30 years, maybe. I mean, for most of my life, she Uh has rented, and it has always been her kind of saying, I can't buy a house. I won't be able to afford this. And so I think that that was just kind of my mindset was like, I can't either. Like,
0: right. If she can't, how could you? Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And so I even, I mean, coming and working at a real estate office, I was still like, there's no way I can't afford to do this.
0: And then Christian bought one and you're like, hey, me too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it.
0: Yeah. That's part of it is how we grew up, right? Like part of it is like. This isn't, I don't have any expectation. I was talking to somebody about giving and it. it's like, well, if you grow up in a family that doesn't give, then you don't even know about giving. And if you grow up in a family that rents, that is the normal thing, right? Yes. But the power here is you get got to change your family tree for Tucker. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because he's not going to grow up in a family that rents. Yeah. He's going to grow up watching you as a single mom power through and like go to work and work hard and buy a house and do all these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that that helps him realize that when he is... You know, younger than me. Hopefully, that he can buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Another else? reason why um, would be my dad actually lost his home. It was foreclosed on in
0: 2010, like and nine, then, ten, eleven, yeah. somewhere uh, in yeah, there, probably yeah, right, yeah. right
1: in there. And I think that that really put a lot of fear, and it. it still is scary for me because I'm like, I saw what happened, and I yeah. saw how easy it was to just lose something. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that was like, it was kind of a fear thing too, where I was like, I don't want, if I don't do it, then I don't have to worry about losing it. Right.
0: Yeah. If I don't put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then I don't have to worry about it. But then, I mean, it came down to, am I really going to spend more on rent than I am on buying a home?
0: Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the crazy thing is rents have gone up so much, right? Yeah. That it is sometimes relatively equal or maybe a little bit less depending on what you buy. And ultimately, it's that investment. Like, it's that putting, like, somebody was saying that, like, you pay a mortgage no matter what. It's just are you paying your own mortgage or your landlord's mortgage? And, like, in our rentals, like, the renters pay my mortgage. Like, that's where the like, I take their rent and I put it on the mortgage. And so they are paying, like, they're feeding my equity, right? Now, that's good for them and other things. And not everyone should buy. Like, I don't. I don't believe everyone should buy. Like if you're going to be transient or you're only here for a couple of years or it's a short th- term thing, like I don't think everyone should buy a house yeah. all the time because it doesn't take much to have things go wrong, right? Like if you're yeah. living really on the edge, yeah. you have to really be paying attention of like, no, I could afford it. I have a job. I'm good and consistent. I can save money. I can pay for that stuff. Like that yeah. is key.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that I, I mean, realized that and I couldn't have done that without coaching from you and all of the agents. It's hard
0: when you're surrounded by a bunch of people talking about buying houses, right? I know, (laughs) right? And
1: all of their clients that they're like, they're in the same situation as me. And they're like, no, Danielle, like I just had a client who did it. You need to like rethink what you're thinking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the nice thing about talking to a good lender who can be like, hey, here's the path. Like maybe like in hindsight, right? Hindsight's great. We should have had you talk to him like eight months before Because he just said like, okay, buy this, then buy your car, right? He would have given some good advice. But I love connecting my clients with a good lender early because it's like, okay, then you at least know what to expect. Like Chandler on the team wants to buy a house and so he just sat down with the lender again and said, okay, what exactly do I need to do? Michaela's trying to do this, right? So like, what exactly do I need to do? And for the agents, they're self-employed. So it's a little bit harder than like W2, right? Like you're lucky because you're W2, that makes it a little bit smoother and a little bit easier. But like Christian will say, even he's W2 and it was so complicated, right? So it can still be complicated. Um, but it's having that path and knowing, okay, here's what I have to do to get it. Here's what I have to do to be able to buy a house. When I bought my first house without Charles, I was pre-approved for $147,000. Now, now that was a long time ago. So money still didn't go very far then, but like I could buy a house for $147,000. It wasn't in a very good neighborhood at the time. Now, luckily for me, it's a fabulous neighborhood now, but at the time it was a horrible neighborhood and it was on a busy street and it would have been a better investment. Like. Looking back, if I could have spent a little bit more money, $10,000, $15,000 more, and bought on a quieter street, that would have been a better investment for me. But I couldn't afford it. Like $147,000 was all I could afford. Yeah. And I ended up living in that house for seven months because about seven months later, Charles moved from California to Portland, and we moved in somewhere else together, and I kept that as a rental, and it's been a rental ever since, like ever since. And it's been a great investment for us. Um, At some point, we'll tear it down and build a fourplex, so that's kind of our plan with that one. But... Now I poke him a little bit and I'm like, aren't you glad we bought it? Aren't you glad we bought it? But at the time it was like, that's all I could afford. I couldn't yeah. afford anything more. And so I would have loved to have bought a nicer house or a bigger, you know, nicer neighborhood. Um, I got broke into like maybe two weeks after I bought the house. And oh I remember the police coming in and they're like, I saw had boxes everywhere cause I wasn't all the way unpacked, And he's like, uh, your landlord needs to like put an alarm in and do this and have security and put motion lights. And I'm like, oh, I you have- bought it, I own it. <laughs> like what do I have to do? Like it's just cause the neighborhood was a little bit twitchy back then, right? Fast forward now, it's not, it's great. It's Belmont 22nd. Like that's a very desirable location. And it's nice as a buyer when you can buy in a little bit transitional because not only did I get just normal city of Portland appreciation, but I also got kind of crappy neighborhood to better neighborhood appreciation. So it won, it won on both sides. But the time I just wanted to live kind of close to downtown. I wanted easy access. I wanted to take the bus, like all the things, right? Like we don't always know. Sherwood is always a good investment because old people love Sherwood. Young people love Sherwood. It's great schools. Like yeah. it's got a lot of things going for it. Yeah.
1: And it's growing super Absolutely. fast. I mean, all of the new houses, and that was one big reason why I was like, Sherwood is a great. And Does place. Tucker like his new room? He does. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he wants you know a full couch in there and a bed, and I'm like, this he was is the- he was really clear
0: to me like, no, yeah. no, I'm gonna have a loft bed. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have that. They're like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, vision. I see vision. He's loved decorating it and picking out the colors, and
0: yeah, he loves it. So mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, haven't bought a house yet, thinking about jumping in, maybe single mom. What would you like, what would you tell
1: them? Uh, I would tell them to go to Steven, go to a lender and figure out what you can afford. Mm-hmm. And if you can't afford it, what you have to do and, and what your plan is and what, you know, what your goal should be to be able to buy a house right. and then talk to an agent and figure out
0: what that looks like. Jenny Turner, Lovejoy Real Estate. Danielle, thank you so much for visiting with us, giving us some opinion on first-time home buyer. We really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me, I'm so happy to be here.